right now, I guess. Um, welcome to Meat Trapes Episode 2, the show with no fucking format. Um, obviously no couth. Um, we don't know why we called it Meat Trapes. You would think it's a bed of vagina. It's not. It's just a funny thing to say. Um, anyway, we got three dudes here from downtown Charlottetown, and that's what we're going to talk about today. The first episode was, uh, the haircut episode. It was super experimental. Um, one of us was getting a haircut. Uh, we were playing some Dragon Ball Z on the PS4. Uh, it was a good time, and I don't know if it was good for you to listen to, but we had a good time doing it, and, uh, we're just fucking around with Anchor here, uh, making some podcasts. So, uh, today we're going to be talking about we have a real topic today, and uh, we're somewhat organized. Um, no, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> um, you lie like a rug. <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna tell s- true stories about uh, how greasy downtown Charlottetown can be, how funny it could be, uh, how uh, just fucked up our town is. All you ever hear about PEI. Uh, for start is is Anna Green Gables, obviously. Um you Anna know, Green potatoes, Hill. lobster, um, tourism but you never hear what it's like really to be here. If you've ever seen the trailer park boys on Showtime, um, and Netflix, it's very similar, but much more diverse. And what I mean by that is yesterday uh, I walk, I, I, I work, I work out of town, and, um, at a wharf, and I carpool with this Indian fella, not native, he's from India, uh, and we were driving home, and he asked me if I wanted to smoke a bowl, so I went to his place, and I smoked a bowl, and we got way too fucked up for him to drive me home from his place, so I walked home, uh, we both live downtown, but I live closer to the college, and he lives closer to the waterfront, so as I was walking, I passed the Confederation Center of the Arts, and, uh, that's a a fairly large, uh, complex, with a library, an art gallery, theater, used to have a restaurant, um, so it's a big space, lots of people hang out there, they read, they smoke, they do dumb shit, uh, whatever, um, a lot of people busk there, and during this whole COVID thing, there's been understandably very few buskers i've seen like one schizophrenic guitar player i've seen a drunk panhandler um but this time when i was walking home from my buddy's place uh, after work i walked by and on the steps of the library street level like there's several several better places to sit and perform um and street level is really like a, a panhandling position. If you're playing music for money, you're playing on a street level where people are walking by and they could just drop change. You know, you can't play up on a platform or, or back away from the street because nobody is going out of their way. They Even if they're really enjoying your music, they'd have to be really enjoying their, your music to uh, go out of their way to give you some money. So this guy was in that position, but he wasn't... He had no money receptacle. He was merely playing a flute. Like a flute. And <laughs> this was like, like a, a flute. A flute, dude. He was like, I, I, I couldn't tell you if it was a piccolo 
or uh, Twiddly D, I don't know many flute names, but he was sitting there and he was rocking a flute. Um, it was it was awesome too. At first I was like, is this is this guy playing a flute? And then when I seen him, he was like full like deep ginger, right, with a full beard, deep ginger. I'm pretty sure he had a denim, but he looked like a cross between a bro and a hipster. And he was just sitting um, Indian style, which this time I don't mean I forgot, from India. I, I mean like whatever we called it in grade two story time. Sitting with his legs crossed on the ground. And he was um, just rocking the flute, and he was playing it extremely well. And Matt, I told you that at the time, and you disagreed. You'll be back. Unfortunate choice for you, sir. Arnold is back. Um, Arnold is back. So that's that's my little intro story. That's just like that is, and that's not even scratching the surface. That's like assessing from afar. That's a blip on the horizon of how weird things in Charlottetown can be sometimes. Um, Matt, you got you got a story on deck for us? Uh, not really. Hold on, man. Uh, I got more. I can tell you some stuff. I've seen particular things. Do you know where that battery? Thing, I will say that, you know where that battery went? I do not. Okay, I'll plug it back in here. Um. So. Okay. Next is. I guess I'll tell you. Uh. If you want to get into busking and and stuff, I used to play music a lot. Um, I spent some time in Newfoundland. Yeah. Um, like, I, I left here with a guitar and a backpack that had a tent, a sleeping bag, and no money. I had enough money to get on the ferry here. Yeah. I didn't actually have to pay when I was in the line to walk on. They assumed I had already paid and just let me on the ferry. Oh, nice. Um, at Wood Islands, so I got to Nova Scotia free for free, yeah. and by the time I got to North Sydney, I, I had uh, a few bucks, so... From playing on the boat or whatever, right? No, not for playing on the boat, from getting from Picto to North Sydney, which is like, it took me like two days. I spent a night in New Glasgow, and then the next day I was in Anaganish, and I was like, I can either stay in Anaganish for the night, not Anaganish or Amherst. Anaganish. Anaganish, yeah, the one has Santa Vex in it. The university. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's, you know, if you, it's pretty that's much in between idea. Picto and yeah. North Sydney, or Cape Breton, rather. So, uh, I decided to go to Cape Breton that night instead of going the next day, because the whole point of the trip okay. was to get to Newfoundland, and I was really trying to well balance. There yeah. 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 Um, but anyway, I was busking out there for a while in Newfoundland, and, uh, when I came back home, um, I was staying with my buddy Michael. There's a knock on the door. And uh, before I started back to work here, I was still busking. And it's our other Matt. Uh, we're in the middle of Meat Trapes episode two. We're telling crazy stories about downtown Charlottetown. Crazy stories. Crazy stories. I was well, just getting include me or in one form or another. I was just getting into the story about the time where I this happened. By the way, yelled at a busker. Um, yeah, I was a busker, and people still to this day, this is like eight years ago, and people still to this day, like, 
running to me at the store. Are you that guy who used to play guitar on the street? I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh, you were pretty good. I'm like, oh, thanks. Um, obviously, like, no effects done badly. Um, this happened. I guess we have to smoke a joint in the middle of this, which is fine with me. Did you show him my pickle? Why do I need to see your pickle? <laughs> I bought a pickle Rick fight. Um, so yeah, I I respect <laughs> the art of busking. Um, there's uh, many times they're trying to sit there and make a living when they should really get a fucking job in a goddamn education. <laughs> busking <laughs> is good for a hobby, and that's the point I'm trying to make. There is that like if you are a musician, you want to perform. You don't need a stage. You can go out and perform. And some people will pay you. They don't have to. You shouldn't expect it or ask for it really, but. You should play music for people. Um, so how about busting at gunpoint? <laughs> let me get into the story about the time I chewed out this busker. Uh, um, so there was this guy. He could not play guitar. He knew like two chords. <laughs> he was really loud, and he would stand in a like a Yo, main I, corner of a main street, that. and he would play these two chords um, in different ways he could think of. That was probably the only now, thing I could get him like props for. Six he ways he could play two Yeah, and he figured <laughs> them all out. And uh, he couldn't sing, but he yelled. He didn't know real songs. He made shit up on the spot. And it would be like about pineapple aliens and how the dogs came down from Mars and made... And it was just dumb shit. It wasn't even like crazy conspiracy theory shit or like... This guy obviously wears a tinfoil hat and he's talking out of a fucking satellite shit. It was just, <laughs> I'm an idiot and I'm spouting nonsense for money. Yep. Not in an ironic way. Just in a, Strippers I want to get drunk and this is the best I can do. Strippers do the same thing. So I heard him for a few days. I heard people that I worked with at a restaurant downtown. Strippers, hold on. Strippers <laughs> don't do the same thing. Strippers are hardworking, dedicated... Young and old women, <laughs> and they deserve every dollar dollar bill that they get. Um, back to the busker. So this guy was bad, and you guys know downtown where Cow's Corner is, the Cow's Ice Cream Parlor. There's a comic book shop there. Across the street is where the benches and that fountain is. Yeah, and he would just fucking rock that bullshit all afternoon. And I worked at Mavers, which is in the restaurant at the Center of the Arts there. And uh, so any time I went out for a smoke, obviously I would hear them. Walking home from work, walking to work, I'd hear them. People at work complained them. Customers complained about them. So one day, I was walking home, and he was playing some particularly nerve-wracking bullshit. And I turned to him and yelled from across the street while making a beeline directly at him so I could meet him brow to brow, I was like, have some fucking respect for our town, and learn to play your instrument, or go the fuck home, and he did that whole, <laughs> he did that whole, like, like, shocked lip quiver thing, like, uh, I said, did I tell that to strippers at the Leon Gord all the face time? he made, <laughs> the face he made, <laughs> hey, strippers have it rough enough, man, okay, um, <laughs> I feel your pain, bro. I feel your pain. Um, now, our friend here, I could say your name, right? It's me, Drapes. Yeah. Okay, our friend Matt here, um, 
he's got stories, let me tell you <laughs> that. Um, do you have the story about some dumb, sh crazy shit in downtown, specifically downtown Charlottetown? I went off on a little bit of a Newfoundland tangent. Well, uh, you don't have to use names, but tell us the, tell us the story, buddy. Come on, buddy. I, I decided one day I was, I'm going to wake up and drink. Now, this wasn't new. This is like me waking up and deciding to smoke. A, yeah, you know, the way people decide to breathe when they wake up, that's yeah. pretty much was my decision to drink that day. Uh, okay. Um, and I had a considerable amount of change in my pocket, so I could actually go to a bar and have fun. Well, one tequila, two tequila, three tequila cops. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of it, I did not remember where I lived. And when I finally got to the building, I couldn't remember where my apartment was in the building. I literally had a neighbor have to literally walk me to my door. That reminds That's me of the story I want to tell next. Dude, where's my apartment? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was only from Dooley's. Like, you, you know where Dooley's yeah, is. Yeah. Right? I had to walk from Dooley's to, um, what's, that, what's that, that street, that art street behind the art gallery there? Victoria Row. Victoria, Victoria Row. Row yeah. If you don't know Charlottetown... That's literally three blocks. It's not. It's like, it's the other side of the same block. Yeah, I, 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 It took me forty minutes to figure out that I lived a block and a half away. <laughs> um, and then it took me another twenty-five minutes to remember that I had a key. What door was it for? <laughs> but getting back to the cops, you see, a friend of mine had sat there and ran up a tap. Now I, I paid for my liquor, right? Yeah. Buddy that I was drinking with ran up a tab and said I was going to pay for it. That's no good. No. That's no bueno. That's no buddy. Uh, so I said, did I get to the cash register? Because the bartender, like, I was puking in the bathroom. Um, and they were telling me I had to go. And the cops were outside going, come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyway. Well, you were getting it out of your system. Yeah. Wait, you got far enough to be lost in your own apartment building from that situation? Yes. That's incredible. That's how drunk I was. Like, oh, I mean, fuck. like, yeah, with tequilas, Jack Daniels shots, and beers, like, all afternoon. Deadly. Brave man. Um, so, um, I was, I, I was shit-faced when I left Dooley's, and literally, this was, I, I, I got outside, I talked to the cops, they gave me their whole harassment speech, and I sat, and I was just like, I'm, I'm, and I knew I lived, like, just over there. I just didn't know where the, over there was. But I was like... And they're like, okay. So I start walking. You can blackout talk your way out of some shit without and, knowing what you're saying or ever remember it, but you can just blacked out talk your way out of shit. And I sat there, and I got to the horse, the cenotaph by Problem's house. And I'm like, it's around here. It's around here. I, and... One of my friends was just like, Matt, where are you going? I said, I'm going home. Well, you're going that way then. I'm like, okay. You, you drinking? Just, just, just a little. They're like, yeah, just, you're over there. Help me. They're like, really? I said, okay. So they literally had to walk me around the corner. <laughs> There's your building. Huh. I got to the door. There's no number on my key. <laughs> of course. I know. I don't even know which one is the front front door, so I tried both of them. I found the front front door, got in there, and I'm just like, okay. Um, went down the first hallway, didn't remember, recognize anything. 
went upstairs to the second floor, didn't recognize nothing, and that's when one of my neighbors came out and was like, Matt, what, what, what are you doing? Wait, 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 pause. Yeah. You're a Matt. Yes. This is a Matt. Yes. You're introducing a third Matt? Uh, no. Into this, the realm? No, this was a, a neighbor that basically... But his name is Matt. No, he said... He oh, he was, my name, okay, Matt. he's referring to you. Yeah, he was my like, My bad, Matt. continue, <laughs> unpause. Oh, God. He was like, you know, Matt, and I looked at him, what? He goes, uh, what are you doing? I'm drunk. This show and, should be called Between Two Mats. And, and, um, I, I, I forgot where I lived. Because, like, the reason I forgot where I lived was because I hadn't lived here very long. I was only there, like, less than a week. And I'm already blind fucking three sheets to the wind drunk. So, yeah, I wasn't retaining anything. And they decided, um, they were going to help me. So we went up one floor, and they said, that's your door. So I checked my key. I got in. They said, you okay? I said, yeah, thank you. And I passed out. Woke up in the kitchen. You passed out in the kitchen? Well, apparently, oh. I, well, that's when I did pass out. Did you ever because, pass out in the kitchen and wake up with the fridge open? I passed out in the kitchen with a thing of craft Dinner in a pot of water that I never boiled. Buddy told me. Well, at least it wasn't boiling. Exactly. A friend of mine told me. I, will say, I won't say his last name, but I will say it. I am introducing a third Matt. Um, a buddy of mine, Matt, told me he was fucking blacked out drunk one time. He tried to make noodles, and he ended up boiling a bunch of cigarette butts. They weren't noodles at all. Oh. He passed out with a boiling pot of cigarette butts. Oh, man. Yeah. That's, that's, that's Charlottetown, dude. Yeah. You want to hear some... Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's a downtown Charlottetown story. All right. So let's... I'll top your drunk story. Well, maybe not top your drunk story, but I see your drunk story... And I'll call you a drunk story From downtown Charlottetown um, We all know downtown convenience Affectionately known as Porn and ice cream Right? Because on one side of the store They've got ice cream You say porn and ice cream? And on the other side of the store They have our big rack of porn like Downtown that. convenience Oh yeah Porn and ice cream <laughs> right? um, Porn and ice cream Yeah I love it um, I used to live downtown um, well, further downtown than I do now, on yeah. King Street, perfect okay, access yeah. to yeah. the liquor store, and um, it was right across from the uh, City Cinema, the little oh, the little movie theater yeah, there, yeah. The, the, the independent movie theater. Yeah. Uh, I lived across the street from that, and... Uh, My buddy used to live right down by there, too, actually. What was his name? Connor. I think I know who you mean. Yeah. Um, we lived in the apartment next door. After he moved out, because there was a woman named Pam with big fake boobies who lived there. Um, but me and my buddy Mike lived there, yeah. and uh, we drank a lot, no. and especially me. No. And at the time, there were these Bacardi and Coke tall boys you could get, and they were like 380, and I fucked them up all day. And I face planted in the flower beds outside of porn and ice cream. <laughs> Puked. Oh. And then, kind of as soon as I real like, I laid there in my puke for a second, and I could like taste it. And I was like, I'm fucking laying in puke, and I shot the fuck up and ran the fucking like hundred yards home. <laughs> well, I, I got another drunk story in Charlottetown. This was many, many moons ago. This is when you guys were just little wee kids, like back in the nineties. Um, I, I was down Water Street, drinking with Hazel, Joe, and my brother Timmy. And we were high on hoots and rum. 
Like hash hoots? Yeah. Okay. And um, we, that's like bottle tokes for y'all don't know. Um, so weed for anybody we, who we, really don't know. We sat there and they got a bottle of rum. And I, I wish my brother was here. He helps to tell tell the story better. I took. We'll the, have him as a guest on Meet Jokes one time. Twisted the tap cap off the rum. <laughs> we don't need that. And then proceeded to down a third of the bottle in one oh, gulp. Oh my goodness, goodness gracious! Story. And then oh. sat there and did two or three really big, really big um, knives. Yeah. Um, hot knives. And then proceeded to sit there and pretty much finish the bottle of rum because um, I remember Hazel and Joe got mad at me because it was gone because they didn't even get any yet, <laughs> and it was yeah there was like that much left. Um, and but then all of a sudden. I'd say two hoots later, maybe three, I felt it. No! And I'm like... <laughs> a core? <clears throat> and my brother's like, what? And he's like, get the fuck out, right? And the <laughs> thing was, well, I, I knew I was getting sick. I knew it, right? And I turned around, I'm trying to find the door, right? And Timmy opens up the door, but the screen door wasn't open and it was still latched. What? Boop! <laughs> through the screen door outside. I you didn't hit this. Oh, he, no, he kicked me through the door. Oh, he kicked you through the door. Yeah. Um, ended up sitting there and getting sick outside for like at least 45 minutes. Couldn't move, was just drunk as hell. Because then the cold air hit me. Yes. Yeah. And oh, yeah, wasted that. Yeah. Wasted. I had to walk from Water Street because you know where the uh, where, where the old train station is downtown. Yes. Okay. Well, Hazel's and Joe was literally right across the street from there. There's a little blank spot where the house used to be. Okay. Um, I had to walk from there all the way to Walton Drive. I do not remember getting there. I don't remember getting into my cousin's apartment where I was staying. And I definitely do not remember making mac spaghetti and sauce because the <laughs> next morning I apparently made spaghetti and sauce and I made a fucking massive mess. That's hilarious. And I and, and my cousin freaked. I didn't. I, I don't remember cooking. <laughs> I was just. Matt, like, do you have a story on deck? Uh, um. Gosh. And, I had uh, one, but I haven't worded it quite. Okay, because I got one more. When you said Walton Drive, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you how my windows got broke. Well, hold on. And so my cousin wakes up, and she's freaking out. I don't, I didn't know what the hell happened, right? And she's like, what the fuck? She goes, get the fuck up here, because I was staying in her basement. I get upstairs, and she's like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, oh, mm. And she goes, you know what? I'm going to breakfast. You're cleaning all this shit up. All of it. And I said, to them, I'm like, oh, okay. So I spent all my hangover and my sick cleaning up the kitchen that I don't remember fucking up, but yeah, I fucked it up. <laughs> That's wonderful. At least you cleaned up your mess. Yes. That's the most important thing. So you mentioned Walton Drive, or is it Drive or Walton Avenue? Drive? Drive. Yeah. Um, Matt, can you see the smoke up here? This story will have no names. <laughs> uh, I met a girl um, through a guy that I met in jail. Um, he asked me to relay a message to his girlfriend on the outside when I got out. Uh, I was only in there for like two weeks or a little bit of a, a breach. Um, <clears throat> so 
I did what he asked. I, I got a hold of this girl on Facebook, and I said, listen, Logan, or uh, your buddy, your boyfriend there will be, uh, he'll be out whatever date it was. And uh, she said, cool. It turned out to not be that date because of COVID. Um, but anyway, she texted me the next day, and she's like, do you smoke weed? And I said, of course. And she said, do you have any? I said, yeah. And she said, can I have some? I said, I don't have that much. And she's like, I will blow you for it. And I said, whoa, you don't have to do that. And she's like, it's cool. I kind of want to anyway. I was like, well, you can come over and smoke with me. And if you feel like doing that, all the power to you. Um, So she came over and we ended up doing more than that. Like, I won't get into that. It's not what the story's about. But, uh, then, like, she was into some crazy shit. Like, some crazy shit. She afterwards told me she wasn't going home. She wanted me to kidnap her. She talked about, like, murder fantasies. Uh, she threatened to kill me as a joke, um, but was very serious about it. And then she asked me to kill her. I said, that's ridiculous. Um, so then... I, I really just wanted her to leave after that. I had no idea what I got myself into at that point. And uh, so I said, okay, you need to go home, get something to eat. I was, like, feeding her yogurt because at this point I was like, I'm concerned for this person. <laughs> like, I don't know if she's right? stable at home. I better give her a meal. Give her some care. You know, like... she was wearing uh, my big flannel shirt and a blanket. Yeah, so she was very comfy and taken care of, but I wanted her gone. So I was like, listen, you got to go home, get your shit together, and then you can come back later on. And so eventually she bought that, and she went home, and she Snapchatted me later, and she's like, um, so when can I come over? I was like, um, I'm busy. I, I'm not going to be home, actually. I got some shit I really have to do, which I didn't. Um, and which she found out because she fucking came to check. And she was pounding on my door. I didn't expect her, so stupid me poked my head around the corner and looked at the door, and she saw me, and when she saw me there, she went fucking nuts. She tried to kick in my door. Good thing she's, like, 98 pounds, so, like, she couldn't kick in the door. Um, But she kicked in the fucking windows. She yelled at my landlord and tried to fight him. Um, She got blood, like, all over my door and window. And she came back several nights for the next two weeks. Like, it, I just I started that. unlocking my door when I went to the store across the street. I'm that. Oh, well, no, <laughs> I, I definitely will keep it locked now. Um, like, she'll ever hear this. Like, anybody will no. ever hear this. The haircut episode, which I've listened to it a few times, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's not great. We're being PG this time. No, guys. that's not what I mean. It's just poorly constructed. Yeah. Um, that's why I came with a topic. I'm wearing a tie. Um, there's no dead air. He's We're getting through. I'm holding the microphone in appropriate places. Um, look out. He's got a knife. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no. Sh- it was... Fucked up, and now I have a problem with houseflies. Um, we got time for one more story, if Matt, you're finally ready. Uh, 
if you leave us hanging. I have one story. It was with a man from Nantucket. We're not telling limericks here. (laughs) It pretty much serves up the greasiness of Charlottetown, but no, there's no greasiness in Charlottetown. Oh, let him put the kibosh on this. But there is. This was actually whenever I was uh, not living in town. I actually came in to visit somebody once upon a time. And my daughter was with her mother in town. So, uh, I was walking around downtown with her, just me and her, enjoying the day. Beautiful day out. Uh, We were just coming up, where was it? Tim's is on Kent. So, yeah, it was coming up Kent Street. And this raggedy old fucking man, like 50s, 60s. And, I mean... Pretty hard looking, pretty hard looking, like, he's, he's seen some rough times. So I felt bad for him whenever I saw him. And the first words out of his mouth whenever he saw me and my daughter walking were, That's a beautiful little girl you got there. Oh, no. Oh, man, I no. nearly flipped right then and there. Like, I'm very surprised I withheld my composure. Did he give you some Epstein vibes? Oh, yeah. Like, it was very Epstein. That's fucking him. gnarly. And in a bad way. Yeah, like, it did not set me very well. I worry about that shit all the time. I know, right? As, as a father, yeah. you, 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 oh, as a father of daughters especially. And with no control always. over who the mom wants to be around, yep. you just don't fucking know. I've, I've lucked out in this regard, though. I found I, out one time that my ex let my daughter stay at her current, or her then boyfriend's brother's house. And I found that out because I was talking to a guy who is not very reputable. And he said, I recognize that girl. She was at the house I sold weed to. And I was like, what fucking house was that? Right. And he's like, it was this guy. And I was like, that name sounds familiar. And he's like, yeah, it's her boyfriend's brother. (laughs) And I was like, I'm going to fucking kill that guy. Right. Uh, I didn't honestly say that. Um. I've I've been in trouble for death threats before, so I'm not threatening anyone. Um, but I was understandably pretty mad. I was like, what is this guy doing watching my kid alone? What is he doing getting stoned watching my kid alone? Why do you have a sword made out of a fucking predator claw? Um, <laughs> not the kind of person you want your child being around. Absolutely not. Like Absolutely not. And I was livid. I actually got in a lot of trouble for the phone call I made about that. Um, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Like, and that's where I came into my thought process with that guy. I'm like, if I punch this guy right now, I'm like, I'm in trouble. Yeah. And my daughter's right here. I'm just gonna keep walking, mosey on, ignore it. Yep. That's the best situation I could think of. So. I seen a Facebook picture of this guy full body hugging my daughter, like crouching down, like full arms Isn't around it her. It was super off putting because at so this point off-putting. I had been out of the picture for a month. Yep. Oh, stabbing throat. Yeah. Right. No, it's, it's it's very. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting super off topic and we're reaching our time limit. Uh, continue on with your story. Uh, I pretty much finished. He was just a skeevy. Gross, old, perverted. That happens a lot downtown. I mean, my daughter was three. 
at this time. Here's the thing about well, downtown Charlottetown. Now, was he, now here's, here's, here's another angle to look at that. Was he looking at that like, wow, you, you've got your victim trained. Right, like almost. Okay. Like that's, like that's, like, like, think about that. The way he said that, oh, that's a nice one. You got yourself a nice one. Like, I don't, okay. We might be projecting a little bit there. Uh, <clears throat> the thing about downtown Charlottetown is, like, we have a large population for a small downtown area. I mean, we don't have a huge population, but for the size of our... Like, think about the main... It's mainly Queen Street and Kent Street and Victoria Row. It's one block. And there's, like, 10,000 people on that block circulating at any point in the day. And uh, that's a lot of people, a lot of different kind of people. And some of them are crazy, like, uh, in- invalids or whatever. I don't know if it's still okay to say invalids. They're, they're Asylum. elderly or just not cared for, mentally ill. You know, that's a problem around here. Problem it's getting here. better these days, but it was an even bigger problem at one point. Um, but So you see these people just on the street all the time. Like, they're characters at this point. Like, we have some real characters here. I'm just a few of them just flash through my mind and I'm just like, oh my god, yeah, like yeah. not quite enough to be stories, but just people that have been there for a split second, I'm just like, ah. Yeah, some real characters. And you just heard from three of them. This has been Meat Drapes. Thank you.